Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey everybody, uh, producer Thim here. You may have noticed uh, we didn't have an episode last week. We said we were going to and then, you know, we didn't. Funny story about that though, we did record an episode last week. Um, James even got out of bed. I mean, it took him two days, but James got out of bed. We all sat down, we recorded an episode, and then because of some technical stuff beyond uh, any of our control, I swear this one wasn't my fault, we weren't able to publish it. Uh, we did get all that resolved, so we're good to go. Uh, so without further ado, here is last week's episode. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. This is going to be choppy. <laughs> wow. Well, honestly, James, it's not our problem. That's true. That's fair. That's a great point. That's a great point. At least it's, I have, a, at least I have less than a day to edit. Because <laughs> somebody... <laughs> Did you oversleep yesterday? What was the deal, James? Yeah, I sort of forgot. And so, yes, I woke up to those text messages like, ah, I can't, I like can't tell you how thrilled I was to not have to do that yesterday. <laughs> I went right back to sleep. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, well, yes, guys, I... um, welcome to another episode of Not Giving a <laughs> Um Today, we're going to talk about um, Christmas. We're going to talk about how um, James and Tim and I are yet again all in completely different locations for no, whatever reason. Yeah, we reversed um, it. I'm the only one in Indianapolis now. Yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> yeah, you showed right. up and we got as far away as we yeah. possibly could. <laughs> you left the country. <laughs> does Canada really count? I mean... It sure does. It sure does. I mean, yeah, but it's not like you left the country and went to, I don't know, Zimbabwe. No, that would be a much longer trip, but I can still say I left the country. And you're in California, which is almost a different country. I just no, I feel like there's different, right? which is yet again still oh, almost so, still yeah yeah, but I just feel like there needs to be different levels of like when I talk to Kelly, she's like, oh, you're so lucky you have such a um, what is her word um, exotic exotic. She talks about how exotic she is, and it's like you're from Canada, no. like that's yeah. not that's not. I'm with you on that one. I mean, we're a different country, but I would not call us an exotic country, especially when compared to the United States. Maybe if she was from Quebec. I mean, yeah. If you, yeah. Then you'd have, like, an accent, speak a different language. You could claim that a little bit more. But, uh, 
She's from Ajax. Oh, she's from Stouffville. I wonder. Stouffville? I wonder why Roma didn't move there. Because, dude, in Quebec, the 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 Quebecois version of French is so different than Parisian French that they like legitimately struggle to understand each other. Like Bourdais used to tell me, yeah, Bourdais used to tell me that when he would go race in Montreal, whether when Champ Car was racing there for F one, that he would speak English. But was that just a pride thing because he thinks his French is so much better? Like, Do I think he could have gotten by speaking French? Yes. But I guess it was different enough that it annoyed him. So he, <laughs> he spoke English instead. Sounds about right. Um, yeah. Okay. So you are in Canada. You went up there for Christmas. I did. Family. Yep. I did. Was it good? Did you have a great yeah, time? Man, is it snowing? It's not snowing. It's like... When I was a kid, like one of the things I always like, what, what I wanted for Christmas more than anything was just a white Christmas, right? For because sure. growing up, that's all you knew. And it wasn't probably until I think I remember one year in high school, we didn't get snow until like Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Eve, it snowed like two feet. And we woke up and it was like the best because not only was that's it snow, awesome. it was all fresh, just everything was covered and it was just beautiful. And I guess like one of my favorite parts about Christmas. And unfortunately, which just hasn't been quite cold enough, we had like a little bit of snow fall, but nothing that stayed and accumulated. So that was one thing that wasn't the best. But other than that, it was great. It's always nice to uh, to get up here to see the family. Um, Becky and I had got a new. Uh, we had moved. We have a, you know a place up here, and we had moved um, in May, technically. But this was the first chance I got to actually stay in our new place. <laughs> so it's been a lot of uh, getting like the condo. I love it. It's great. The Good. location is awesome. Becky's done a great job decorating everything and getting everything up and running. Um, it seems like the, you purchased uh, appropriate internet speed. Yeah, I mean, reasonable internet speed because it's actually available in this area. Thank you very much. Um, and then, yeah, went went to mom's for Christmas. And, you know, it's funny, like, Becky and I were kind of talking about this, right? I mean, the kids are all older now, and uh, Christmas is just different. You know, when you're a kid, it's like such a different experience, right? And because we've got my niece, who's just about to turn two, I mean, like, she makes Christmas, like, that kid Christmas again. Like, we kind of got through all of our stuff. I'm like, okay, now let's just watch Kaylee open all her presents and, you know, help build things, and we're running over the house trying to find enough batteries to power everything, you know, and... We get mad when it says some assembly required and it takes, you know, a guy with a PhD to figure it out. <laughs> but it was... I mean, uh, luckily, you guys was, have one of those. Yeah, amazingly, Sorry, we lucked into you that. you have somebody with a defil. With a defil, yes. <laughs> good, good catch, good catch. Yeah. So, uh, Becky says hi. <laughs> so, no, it was great. It was great. Um, Alex, how was your Christmas? My Christmas was um, <clears throat> unique. Uh, also, no snow. Um, when we left, but like, aren't Indy, you kind of used to that? I grew up with snow on Christmas for sure. Oh, really? And you're part of yeah. California? You have snow on Christmas? Oh yeah. Like right oh, now, cool. in my house, the house I grew up in is like under three feet of snow. No I way! Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically, it was Christmas was just um, Kelly. Myself and the two dogs, um, which was which was good, and then we um, popped down to Florida uh, to do a quick little family get together, um, and then we are heading to Utah tomorrow. Actually, so when this comes out uh, today, 
um, to go skiing over New Year's. So that'll be that'll be cool, but very low be- key. Thanksgiving Thanksgiving is our family's big holiday. Like Christmas right. is has never really been. It's all been kind of about the individual family groups and not the whole family descending on one house type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we've talked about that, right? I feel like yeah. we've had, had that conversation that for, for at least in my experience with Americans, Thanksgiving is kind of the bigger family holiday and Christmas and, is a little more. And, and here's here's your argument for like why Canadian Thanksgiving makes more sense. You don't need to see everyone again. Correct. Like, yeah, that's just how I wish together. my family did that. Right. Like, we, just all, we just all saw each other, ate the meal, had the drinks, did the catch-up, played the games, whatever. Right. right. Like, I don't need to do that again. A month later. Because, frankly, like, for me personally, what what am I going to talk to you about? Like, <laughs> like I we have a year of things to catch up on, and that's, you know, could be interesting. But, like, three and a half weeks? I, I mean. Yeah, in nah. the off-season – yeah. yeah, not a. I just can't not a believe ton. that noted conversationalist Alex Rossi couldn't come up with something to talk about. So then you're so you're going to Utah for New Year's to go skiing, which I'm insanely jealous about. Uh, yes. Have you have you been a skier your whole life? Yeah, yeah. Grew up skiing. Um, ski every year, at least you know three or four days. Usually, you know, my buddy has a has a house in Colorado, but um, timing didn't work out this year, so. Uh, I've never skied Park City, never actually even been to Park City. So we're going to go hang out, um, check it out. It's going to be a little bit weird because Utah state law requires all bars to close at midnight. Um, well, and then they, so. they also have like the electronic thing on top of the bottles so that they only pour a certain amount. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's okay. That's- Unless it's okay, that's weird. Double. You can't order no, a double. You can't order a double. <laughs> you just, just flip the bottle back twice. over and do it again. I, when I was there, they, they wouldn't let me. Oh, they wouldn't let oh. you. That's because you had already been that's overserved. Right. Yeah. yeah. So so no, no I, it's just it's just going to be weird to kind of have a New Year's celebration where it's like literally oh yeah last call at like eleven forty five countdown well, and then, yeah you gotta out. and you have to buy your your liquor beforehand even if you're doing your own thing at a house because they all close at nine you get a point i worked on a movie there well, yeah yeah and like but i feel like you'd have your closed on sunday that's fine and, yeah. again yeah but you again, have your drinks before nine people, o'clock if you're celebrating i'm surprised that they're not going to give like a one hour dispensation for new year's eve on that rule that would seem like no. a so like all of the you know you can book tickets to these whether they're restaurants or bars right. or whatever and all of like at the bottom there's a disclaimer saying we will be open at midnight but then immediately after whatever new year's eve celebration it is all guests must exit the building like it's just straight up get out so do your celebration do your cheers do your kiss or whatever leave so you've got like they probably did a 10 minute dispensation yeah yeah see this crazy. this this is this i mean obviously not this particular rule but this in general is kind of why so our new year's plans is we go up to our cottage um about two hours north of toronto and we just disappear we just normally it's just buried under three feet of snow and the lake's frozen and we just bring a bunch of food a bunch of booze dogs and just stay in sweatpants and keep the fire going for you know four days straight and it all stemmed from like one year buying a ticket to one of these you know 
uh, one of these New Year's Eve parties somewhere in Toronto and everybody gets dressed up and you go downtown and it's just like the worst night of your life because it's so busy. You can't get cabs. There's lines everywhere. Everybody has too much to drink. Someone gets in a fight or loses a phone or whatever, whatever. And it's just like it's just like the worst time. No, it's and like so the biggest just, amateur night of the year. Honestly, yeah. honestly, I 100%. agree with you more. But here's the thing. I celebrated New Year's Eve every single year except for going into 2020 and 2021 which i did at my house i see i see i'm not saying i'm not saying that i contributed to the world but i'm just saying that like for me personally not great years so let's just go back to normal and let's go have a miserable night spend far too much money on the miserable (laughs) night but maybe like 22 will be cool i don't know okay maybe it'll be worth it I respect that. I respect that opinion. Uh, I think noted that's conversationalist and world saver, Alex Rossi. You know what? <laughs> or like destroyer. <laughs> you know, you can also blame <laughs> him for it. Uh, okay, well, that's good. So that's good. Um, yeah, but that also like the, the only good news about having like a, a midnight restriction on that is like if you're planning on skiing the next day, it's probably good to have somebody limiting what time you're staying up till and how much you're drinking. James, it's not like they turn the power off and make you go to bed. Oh, I assume that was how it worked in Utah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. actually, that wouldn't surprise me in Utah. All light bulbs (laughs) must be out by 1230. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So no, but yes, anyways, it'll be it'll be cool. They're getting they're getting like over a foot of snow a day. Uh, So it'll be pretty awesome. That'd be sweet. All right, uh, Timbo, how was your Xmas and what are your New Year's Eve plans? Uh, yeah, it was kind of the normal thing, just hung out with family. Uh, came back to Indianapolis, I'm here for a little bit. Then you guys immediately left as soon as I got in town. So that was... <laughs> well, you know. That felt personal. Uh, <laughs> no, and then New Year's Eve is my daughter's birthday. So I I, I miss out on amateur night, luckily. Uh, so we're just going to hang out I and uh, let her stay up till midnight, watch the ball drop, and then... Go to bed. I'm gonna have a very Utah New Year's Eve. <laughs> well, do you like? Do you for the cheat? viewers? For, sorry, for the viewers that can't watch this because Tim still hasn't got this on. Yeah, video. I started talking and you guys immediately. <laughs> immediately, we both put ourselves on mute. Yeah, I was talking to nobody. <laughs> we could hear you. We could. It's like we planned that. Yeah. So go on, James. Sorry, what was your question? No, I was I was gonna say, do you celebrate? And so, like, going, if I were yeah. you, <laughs> James, 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 tell your story and then disappear. Um, no, if I was you, I would do what I know. Oh wait, you're in Indianapolis though. Oh, never mind. I was gonna say I've got friends in California that tell me what they do is they follow along to like the the New Year's like the New Year's Eve yeah, thing in New York. I've heard of that. And do yeah. the ball drop thing at nine o'clock, and everybody's home by ten and in bed by eleven, and life's great. I'm like, that's actually that actually sounds kind of sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I've, I've, since Hazel's been born, I've had every I've been in Indianapolis for every New Year's Eve because her her right. mom's also from Noblesville, so we cut back and. Um, and how old I, is she? I don't know if I, she'll be eight, which is crazy to me. That is wild, man. I don't know if I was in California if I do that. So we have a tradition where I like to toss her in the air right at midnight. 
And since she was born on New Year's Eve, like I was, it was a very, it wasn't a toss when she was born. I just lifted her in the air, but it's, oh, it's been not. every year. Um, it's going to so get I to think, the point where, yeah, that's going to be, be a backbreaking sort of tradition. And, one and day. even if you're strong enough, I can't wait for you to try and toss your 14 year old daughter in the air. Cause she's going to yeah. be like, dad. I think at that point she could just jump. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, I'm pretty sure she could jump now. Yeah, she could probably, yeah. Well, we're not, I don't know, right now, cats in the cradle is about to play. But uh, <laughs> I, I think I would still stick to the actual midnight then. I think, I don't know. Okay. It feels yeah. like cheating. Although you guys know my um, my off-season holiday parties. I have done a New Year's Eve party in like July one year. Yeah, and I assume and, you celebrate uh, it. No, we, we found like a, a compilation video of all of the ball drops from 1970 on. So we just had that going, and then everybody would do a cheers every ten minutes when a new ball would drop. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. You were. <laughs> For those of you who are wondering what the soundtrack that you're hearing is, due to all of our unique circumstances and uh, not normal locations, we're all dealing with some background noise. Uh, Tim maybe a little more than the rest of us, and Alex wanted to contribute, so uh, some water bottles banging <laughs> on his hotel room desk. <laughs> um, right. So we oh. covered New Year's. We covered where we are. I mean, did did Santa give you guys anything cool worth talking about? I mean, um, I got I got a dank ass RC car. Oh, uh, dude! I saw that on Instagram. That thing is yeah. What is I that like a, wait. like a Traxxas truck or something? Yeah, I cannot wait for you to play with it because it is – it's like – it's an eighth scale. So, like, it's – Yeah, it's, it's huge. 15 pounds. Um, it's got probably, like, five, six inches of suspension travel. It's got full LED light bars. Like, it's all-wheel drive. It's pretty awesome. It's got LED light bars? Oh, yeah. In pretty case awesome. you want to go driving around in the middle of the night? Yeah. That seems like a risky maneuver for an RC car. I mean, it's bright lights. Yeah, but like they're not shining in the direction that you're looking. They're shining in the direction that the car's going. Yeah, no, fully oh. unnecessary. <laughs> you can still see where it is. Yeah. I guess I guess the one I'm really worried about is when it's just coming back towards you, all you're gonna yeah. see is the light and none of the objects it's about to hit potentially. Fair. Yes. Or like yes. all of a sudden the lights disappear, you're like, oh that must be a whoop. <laughs> mm. Well, when you put it like that. Yeah. All right, let's Maybe just... you shouldn't drive it. <laughs> you have more experience driving off-road trucks at night than I do, so I'll let you do the night shift. Right, right. That's how that works. Well, um, so, yeah, well... so I got that, which was really cool. Um, and I think, oh, and then my dad, uh, James, do you remember when we were over at Michael's house and he had that, like, really cool ice ball yeah. machine thing? No. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. The lesser... The lesser version of it, because yeah, yeah. Michael's was very unnecessary. I mean, very cool, but like very what unnecessary. Are we, what are we talking about? So it's right. it's this metal press that takes a square. You know, you can freeze a like a yeah yeah cube. The, the cube yeah. yeah, and it presses it into a perfect sphere, just okay. with like weight and the metal like melts the ice. And it like and it, it like condenses it too, so it's like a super dense ball of ice, so that weight like doesn't melt very as cool. fast and yeah. It's pretty bold. Because, like, I don't know if you've ever if you've ever bought, 
one of the <clears throat> trays to try to make the, the spheres. Yeah. yeah, the molds. Like, the, the yeah, really... they always have like the the rim. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then there's like always an air bubble at toss, but it's never like a proper sphere. Like it gets the job done, right? But it doesn't look quite as cool. This one yeah. like literally takes it in this massive press machine thing and pops out a absolutely perfect sphere. It is pretty neat. Pretty neat. Man, it is very clear that there's no racing to talk about. <laughs> well, what did you get for Christmas, Dave? <laughs> I mean, other than the mount, not too much. <laughs> okay. What did you get for Christmas, James? Well, for, I mean, Becky and I, so I guess the, the one part of the story that I didn't tell was that um, my brother-in-law, Evan, he lives out in Victoria, British Columbia. And, everybody's uh, favorite Dalton, yeah. Everybody's favorite yeah. Dalton. And the reason I married into the family... Yeah. And Evan just moved into a new house, and uh, we hadn't been out to visit him in quite a while. So, so Becky and I, we kind of just we didn't do gifts for each other this year. Our gifts was just to go out and, and you know the trip out to go visit Evan because I you know my birthday is the beginning of December and her birthday is the beginning of January, and so like that's a lot of time to be buying a lot of gifts and stuff. So we just sort of very expensive, very expensive couple months. <clears throat> and then, uh, and so, yeah, so we went out, that was kind of our gift. And honestly, it was great. We went out there for, I think like five days. And I don't know if you've, have you, have you, have you ever been to Victoria? It's nope. a, it's a really cool little city, man. Um, beautiful little place. Evan just moved into this nice new house and, um, we he built it, right? It was like a reno, like it was a, he just kind of, he cut and gutted a house and, and redid everything. And but did he, did he like enjoy the process of like, no, I don't think so. Things and managing it. Yeah. Cause it's like, you have two people, right? Like you talk to Joseph and he's like, yeah. I'm ready to do it. The next one. And I was like, really? Like that, uh, seems like a lot, but yeah. It's funny because like when Joseph was building that house, like I remember talking to him about how like late it was or how you know much this cost or how this that kind of, and but he but at the same time he's like but i love it and like when other friends have been building houses they just all they talk about is how it's the worst experience in the world and every renovation that i've witnessed from like a close enough like inner circle area has just been horrendous and i think like well yeah I your think, parents house parent like, yeah unbelievable yeah that was and, and that, that was, was the second time we've done that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was the second because when we first moved into that house when I was like ten, right? We okay, so we bought we we bought this house. Mom wanted to reduce some stuff, which was everything, and so um, we. And it's funny because my brother and I was having this conversation over Christmas. He doesn't remember this, which means that his like child mind has blocked the memory out because it was borderline traumatic. So. It, we, we like moved in June, but our house was under construction. So we moved up to the cottage. We spent the summer at the cottage, which was just awesome. But then it was like, well, school was starting. We needed to come back and the house wasn't done. So we had to come live in a hotel by our new house, going to a new school, living out of a holiday inn for like five weeks, which I'm not going to lie, was not like the most fun thing I've ever done. And then my mom just like pushed these guys to get the house to a point where we could at least live in it. So that way we weren't in the hotel anymore. We could go to school or whatever. So when we moved in, the bedrooms were all finished. Um, the laundry room had the only working sink. And then we had one bathroom that had a toilet and a shower. 
So the the laundry room was the laundry room, the kitchen, and like where you did your brush your teeth and stuff. Then we had one oh. one toilet and one shower, five people, and like I'm like the kitchen was still like no cupboards, no countertops, no appliances. Like the house was like bare. <laughs> and so that's how we lived until everything got together. And it was quite a unique experience. And my brother like doesn't really remember this, which is kind of funny. Like our first Christmas there, our couch was still wrapped in saran wrap from the old house, and we just had a Christmas tree sitting in the middle of a bare living room because there was nothing. It was nothing there. Um, so Evan was kind of in that phase, right? Like he, right. it was done enough to to move in. There was still some work because, like, I mean, he started doing this right at the start of everything going sideways, right? So everything got delayed and materials and and people and whatever, whatever. So I think I think he enjoyed being able to like create something and have some input on where stuff was going to go and all the rest of it. But sure. yeah, I don't think he's, uh, I don't think he's in the market to buy and reno another house anytime soon. <laughs> in fact, yeah, he I joked imagine. about selling it before he even moved in. <laughs> it's like that, uh, what yeah. they always say about a boat. They're your happiest days owning a boat or when you buy it and when you sell it. Yeah. The day I'm not there yet. <laughs> like, I'm still pretty happy that I bought a boat. Yeah. Your, your boat, your boat does well. Your, your boat, my boat's pretty cool. It it uh, it offers an, uh, a reasonable amount of enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. For I mean, I have fortunately it's a, it's a new boat, so I haven't had to like fix anything yet. Knock on wood. Right. So like, I, I'll take care of that. Yeah, I don't know. It seems fine. I'm what you might call very good at hide and seek, and since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house even in my super secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite- Ha, found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Hey, look at you. Florist by day, student by night. Student by day, nurse by night. Since 1998, Penn State World Campus has led the charge in online education, offering access to more than 175 in-demand programs taught by our expert faculty. We offer flexible schedules, scholarships, and tuition plans to help you reach your educational goals online. Penn State World Campus delivers on your time. Click the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. That's worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, so we're getting to the end of the year. Two pretty years in a row. Uh, What are you guys looking forward to most for 2022? 
people next people, question i'm i'm looking forward to people stopping saying 2022 is 2022 like 2020 as well like 2020 again have you not seen that going around like instagram or whatever no i haven't i i yeah i have but i just love how remember at the end of last year we were like ah can't get any worse yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not. I don't know that. I, to be fair, I don't think it got worse. I just, no, it wasn't worse. It just didn't yeah. get better. No, dude, <laughs> it did get better. I think it's just. Yeah, it got it's better. not. It's not back to. I think everyone was like, "Oh, we're just gonna be back to whatever normal is." Yeah, I think. I, I think the issue is still the same. I think the quality of everyday life has improved as we've sure. learned to navigate this. And that might be unique to the United States. I don't know. Uh, I'm not, obviously can't speak for other places, but like where our little bubble in Indiana, it's, yeah, I would say it's definitely a step in the right direction. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I'm definitely not going to make any hopes or predictions for next year <laughs> because that just seems like a risky maneuver at this point. But it's funny, man. I was thinking the other day, do you remember when lockdown started, right? So we were all in St. Pete. Friday, first practice is about to start, and the whole world shuts down. We all fly home, and, you know, uh, our first week back, we're in the gym, and the gym's like, hey, we've got to shut down, so everybody grabs some equipment, and, you know, and we decided to be COVID couples. You, me, Becky, and Kelly were, so you set up some stuff in your home gym in the basement, and I would go over to your house every morning and train, and I remember sitting there, and... We were like, I mean, we'll be back on track by April, right? And then I, I remember I said, I was like, man, I heard some guy say that, like, this could last all the way to September. And you were like, no, <laughs> no, that can't be real, can it? And I remember I were just something happened I, that I flashed back to that conversation. I was like, man, if you could have just had future us drop into the gym and be like, boy, sit down, sit <laughs> down, because I have got a story for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Well, I remember. I remember, kind of on along that same line. I was on the flight down to Tampa, and I was with Doug Bresnahan, who's the the VP of marketing. Um, we're not VP of marketing, but he's VP of. He's he's a big sponsor guy. He's, he's very important. He's very important in the Andretti Autosport organization in terms of helping us all go racing. Um. And him and I were sitting next to each other and he was like, man, are you seeing this news out of Australia with the F1 race? And like, that was getting shut down. And it was like, man, that's crazy. Like, thank God we're in America and thank God, you know, we're, we're insulated from that. And, and IndyCar is, is what it is and all this stuff. And we were just like, yeah, it's, we're so fortunate, you know, that we're just, we're just never going to have to deal with something like that. 24 hours later, here we are. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do remember that March talking to a friend who was going to get married in October, and she was like, "Yeah, I think I'm going to have to like push the wedding back." I was like, "No, we'll be we'll be past this that by then." Not only were we not the next October, there was questions about when she rescheduled it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have friends that planned a they they purposely I think planned a wedding for this New Year's out of the country, right down in Guatemala. And 
that seemed like a great idea until when the latest variant started picking up and like everyone was worried about travel bans <laughs> kicking in again. So it was like <laughs> maybe, we maybe about that capacity was the in the states, part. but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they just don't want anybody at the wedding. <laughs> Smart. I wish I had done uh, that. Well, James, we do have something else because even though we recorded a day before the announcement came out, you decided we're not to talk about it on the show. You got a new job. You're no longer fun employed. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's technically true. Um, Does this mean we can yeah, start using the NBC chimes? Yeah, I still don't think... I, I mean, I worked for them in 2020 and you wanted them and that's not how that worked. Uh, yeah, very, very excited uh, for my return, so to speak, to the NBC broadcasting team. Uh, I'm gonna be but in, in a much cooler role. You're not like yeah. a pit guy. You're like yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like one of the guys. One Have of the guys up in the booth. Yet. No, I haven't done that. <laughs> I haven't done that. Uh, I've been working on some catchy catchphrases. Uh, I'm not doing great so far. Uh, next week, I'll bring my list of catchphrases, and we can we can talk about them. And... I think we should have people suggest some. I think tweet us I would love your, that. your best hinge catchphrase. I would love that. I'll also... And by next week, you mean in two weeks, because... <laughs> well, we got to recap New Year's. Okay. Good. <laughs> Good. 45 minutes. Good. Yeah. Can we, yeah. Is, there, is there any form of racing that we can watch to talk about? <laughs> no, but I mean, IMSA is starting soon. And okay. uh, I'll, I'll also ah. be in the booth for the IMSA broadcast. Well, I mean, the roar is in like 24 days or something. That's four podcasts. <laughs> is it 24? Or is the race in 24 days? No, no, no the no. roar. The roar is in 24 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll um, figure it out. Oh, so, World Juniors, World Juniors Hockey, so, okay. which is the best speaking part of, of this time of year. Speaking of IMSA, yeah. are you, do you know what your schedule is? Do you, like, have to do, like, 1 to 5 a.m.? Oh, I don't know that yet, no. Oh. <clears throat> for, for, yeah. So, yeah, so I'll be, I'll be in the booth for all the IMSA races that don't conflict with IndyCar races. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then there's some other ones that are, like, Detroit and Long Beach where it's both. And so I th- what about Sebring and Texas? No, I think I'm. I think I'm. I think they just want me at Texas for that one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's going to be an. Inter- have we talked about that yet? I think we did, right? Not really. Not at length. We just kind of so talked about how there's a conflict. Yeah, I know you and I have talked about this, but I don't know if if anyone else knows about this. So you know, traditionally they always try to make the schedule work that. The, the really big endurance races, the four uh, endurance cup events don't clash with any other series because drivers come from other series, obviously. And um, those four being the Daytona 24, the Sebring 12 hour, um, the six hours at the Glen and then Petit Le Mans at the end of the year. And this year, <clears throat> just because of TV stuff and, and different issues, uh, Sebring and Texas with Texas's new date in March actually conflict. But they conflict on weekends and not actually on days, kind of, sort of. So Texas is a is a two day show, Saturday Sunday, and Sebring is a Thursday Friday Saturday program. So you could technically do Sebring Saturday night and then fly to Texas and be there for the race on Sunday, which is what some guys are going to try to do. Now we practice and qualify in the indie cars on the saturday and so what uh i believe i don't know if i i don't know if we're allowed to talk about this but i'm gonna do it anyway 
Um, I think what they're doing is they're giving drivers that are running Sebring the opportunity to practice on Friday. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the team, then they'll fly to Sebring, do the race. <clears throat> and then the rest of the teams will practice on Saturday. I think they're going to aim for a similar time of day to try to keep it as even as possible. And then everyone's going to qualify Sunday morning, uh, park for May, and then throw the cars into the race. So it's a bit of a unique format, but it's cool to see, you know, how the series are trying to work together as, uh, as much as possible to, uh, help each other out and, and make it all work. I think it's, it's awesome that they're able to do that. It sounds like yeah. a mess. It, it is. I'm, I'm glad I'm not doing <laughs> I mean, it. I'm I mean, glad I am not, not doing it. Do <laughs> I am thrilled that I don't have to go through that. Um, well, honestly, I also don't like this... the whole park fermé between qualifying and, and racing. That is interesting to hear from your perspective. Please tell us why. Well, I don't know, because I feel like for qualifying, you're supposed to maximize for one or two laps to get the best yes. performance out of the car. So you're not going to do a race trim. It doesn't make sense to me. To, to... Especially because now, I mean, which is good. Like we're getting a downforce increase for Texas, which is super necessary. But now qualifying is purely only going to be car speed. Like it's, yeah. which is fine, I guess. But like, there's no, there's not going to be any type of real skill other than shortening the distance over the two laps. Uh, and and the, other, the other thing that yeah, that does and, do is it does favor the order a little bit more even than it already did, right? Because every car yeah. that runs is laying down a little bit more rubber. And so the further you go in, the better, in theory, the car should run. Um, so it does, like, normally you could have a guy that might run early, but, like, really swings for the fences on downforce or an aggressive mechanical setup and could and set a good time. But now, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tough. Well, uh, I guess, and I just don't understand the purpose of it. Like, I don't understand, okay, yeah, it has these negatives, but what's the positive? Honestly, the only positive they do is they do it so that the crews don't have to work hard to turn around cars between qualifying and the race. Yeah, and I guess that that shouldn't be discounted, but... No, no, well... Also, like, isn't that part of racing? Right, so I think the issue, I think the issue for this particular situation, right... Man, guys, I can't believe we actually found a racing thing to talk about. This is great. So the issue for this particular situation (laughs) (laughs) is so like this, this concept was sort of born out of necessity during COVID when we were doing one day shows, right? So when you practice qualifying race on the same day, yes, having to turn the cars into a qualifying car after get up at five o'clock in the morning, be at the track by six, work on the cars, do the first practice at nine turn the cars around for qualifying, qualify it noonish, one-ish, whatever, uh, two-ish call it. And then you're, and you're racing again by five, six o'clock. That is a lot of back and forth and a lot of work for the crews in one relatively condensed period of time. So they came up with the idea of park for May after qualifying when you were qualifying on the same day, which I get it. That totally makes sense. I guess the difficult part about this one is the only reason qualifying is happening on race day is because they're making these concessions for the, the drivers that want to run Sebring, right? So, I mean, I think what I think should have been done, because it would have been cool anyway, it would have just been a cooler story, is, yeah, fine, you guys, you, this these teams can practice on Friday, we'll give you that, but qualifying happens on Saturday. And those five cars, I think it's five drivers maybe that are running it, five or six guys, they just start from the back. 
and you've got to choose like which what's more important to you doing the Sebring 12 hours or doing the the race to Texas um I, I don't know because because again yeah now you've you sort of changed the show a little bit and, and made it so that we do have the part for May on Sunday which kind of makes qualifying a little less of an event uh but you know I get it they're, they're trying to be accommodating and my approach is a little more of a jackass approach but yeah but that's because you're a jackass I mean uh. yeah fundamentally <laughs> Well, that's, no. I don't like it. <laughs> but I, I guess but yes, I, to, I understand, but. To Alex's earlier point, they don't tell us the schedule for the Daytona 24 rotation until closer to. But I'm also like the new guy on the show. I'm like the lowest guy on the totem pole. So I do fully expect to be pulling a couple of graveyard stints during the, uh, during the race. Which well, is because fun. of their, their quota to have one Canadian. I mean, they were pretty limited in options. Let's take out Paul. That is true. That is true. It's between me and Justin Trudeau and Justin Bieber. And both yeah. of those Justins both have jobs. have other jobs, yeah. Right. <laughs> so. All right. Well, uh, which, which means there's a sale on the fun employment merchandise on shop.hingetown.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was well, maybe a little premature. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, well, things move quick. Man, we're gonna have even less to talk about next week. That's my. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll, uh, we'll maybe we'll have a guest. That'll be fun. Yeah, we'll guest it up. Let's guest it. <laughs> Who should we have right, guys? Guests, guys, why don't why don't we why don't we leave it up to our amazing fan base? Well, because it's uh, really it's not up to who we want; it's who will say yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. We can have. No, but we can ask. Like, you can have a hit list, right? All who right, would so you guys? Be? Okay, Tim. Why don't you just take it away? <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, no. Well, I was just going to say we're now asking for two things. We're asking for Hinch's new catchphrase. Well, let's let's do the guest. let's do this first. The, the guest thing first. So for this week, let's do the, the, the guest suggestions and um, get those out to us, you know, by the end of the weekend so that Tim's got people, people that you know, that we know to make this work. Actually, yeah, you just, just, yeah, just give us some ideas and we'll add them to the list. And over the course of the next, you know, three to five years, as we're doing this show every single week for the next three to five years. We will uh, we'll try and get through all these people. I mean, Tim's crying, I think, in his hands. He's very upset. <laughs> All right. See you next week. Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Thim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to add producer Thim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Thim. Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up with Friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.